everyone. It is Jet Tadasu here. Welcome to the Women in Pop podcast, our very first of 2020. It is so good to be back with you all. Now, do not forget, issue seven of Women in Pop magazine is out now with the wonderful Jessica Malboy on the cover. Inside, we have interviews with Aurora, Mabel, Emily Sande, Ricky Lee, plus we look back over the groundbreaking career of the legendary Spice Girls in a smashing article written by none other than myself. So issue seven is out in a store near you right now, or you can buy it online at womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. She is a producer, DJ, songwriter extraordinaire who has worked with some of the biggest names in music, including Georgia Smith, Mabel, Icona Pop, Banks, Broods and Beyonce. I'm just going to let that linger for a second. Last year, she collaborated with Empress Of on the incredible electro synthy single Wild Girl, and she is here with us today to chat about all of the above and more. It is the wonderful Keto. Hello, Keto, and welcome to Women in Pop. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> now, listen, we were fortunate enough to have Wild Girl, your collaboration with Empress Of, released to us back in October last year, and it is such a peach of a track. We've got those kind of late night, distorted drops and your hedonistic synth that you're getting more and more renowned for. Not to mention the perfect pair of the Empress of singing those delicious lyrics. How did this collaboration come together? I love how this collaboration came together because it's such a a nice, simple story of just like artists meeting each other in such an organic way. We met at a barbecue in LA <laughs> through a friend, actually a friend uh, who is also an artist, Jarena Del-, Del Marco, and she is so good at bringing people together and sort of cultivating a really great community of women in music in LA. Like I was so, so grateful for that when I got there and she invited, I met her at another dinner through another friend in music and she was like, I put these things on and, you know, like just a bunch of girls in music and, and it's just so nice to have that like you know, like supportive and social and fun, like bunch of, I don't think I ever had that before. Like, you know, just a um, network of women that you start to feel like you can hit up if there's, you know, a question or like, this is happening. What do you think? Just to get that advice and stuff. But anyway, that's a tangent. Um, We met at this barbecue and I'd already heard her music and thought she was great and we just had a chat there and then I think you know the classic thing you start following each other on Instagram and seeing what you're up to and I did the bank single and then she was kind of like hey like slid in the DMs like hey we should work you know and and we organized a day to just like mess around and make music and and we did wild girl in that day and it was such a like easy nice experience to do that together and then and then it's like you're in a mini band for a bit get to like you know promote the song or finish the song together in the process of that it's like cool I'm testing out this band and that's why I like my project the way that it works with working with different people it's like kind of fun to pick and choose and who you're in a band with and then not be in a band with them. (laughs) That is probably the best analogy for a music producer I have ever heard and no one else has said it and it's so true. It's great. (laughs) None of the like headaches of being in a band for years and years. <laughs> exactly. You're never going to break up or fight or get punched no, by Axel Rose. Or... <laughs> I'm just going to have the fun bits because you can leave. It's like an open marriage, really. Yeah, it's friendship. awesome. <laughs> and also, I love that you mentioned having and never having this gang of women, yeah. particularly in your industry, together. Um, 
I'm, I'm not a musician myself, but I'm hearing this again and again, not just from musicians, but I'm hearing it from other artists, creatives, and even just women, you know what I mean? And as something is changing and we're shifting and we are grouping together. We're grouping together. We're grouping together with pride. Whereas before, yeah. I think for years, we're like, oh, no, I'm one of the guys. Look at me, surrounded by boys. What do you think that shift is, particularly in your industry? I, I you know, I really agree. I feel that recently... I mean, I don't know. I moved to LA two years ago, so it's specific for me living in LA and just being like living in a city where there's such a big music scene. But yeah, I've really felt it there, and I and I agree. It's people are proud as well to be like, I want to cultivate this and support, and and so happy when other women win. You know, like it's which is awesome. And I think the more that we do it, the more it starts to happen. And but I did used to feel resistance to that early on when I first started doing music and I had my few like I've always I'm always had lots of girlfriends and but never such a strong community in music as I do now I don't know why it's more maybe it's because it's been talked about more and we've had light shone on gender inequality or you know maybe there's more talk about these things so it's kind of like oh maybe we do need to maybe part of the problem is lifting each other up or maybe that's not part of the problem but that's going to be part of the solution for sure you know like actually and proactively creating those communities proactively creating those communities and supporting each other yeah and it's so cool to hear now let's get back to the track because I'm adoring this haunting almost spellbound mantra throughout the song when your hand is enough casually say it's love and it's like yeah Can you talk me through the inspiration of this, these lyrics, this track? Um, Songwriting is so mysterious to me because sometimes, often, I I think pretty much everyone I work with, we start with just melody and sort of coming, like piecing, it's like a puzzle, piecing together the melodies that feel right for whatever the chords that we've started with or the track that's building and, and sort of like gibberish. Um, you know, singing stuff that are not yet words, but starting to sound like words. And then once we have that as a constructed, like whatever verse pre-chorus, then we start to think about what's the song about and piecing it together, filling it in with words. But it's, it is like kind of mysterious how stuff comes together like that, because you can come out with like words that you're not really sure what it means just yet. And then it starts to make sense. And so, and, but yeah, anyway, this song definitely came together in that way where we were like, even the chorus, we were kind of like, it sounds like I'm a wild girl in the wild and the fire, but like we were trying to replace it with something else that meant like, that was a bit more, um, I don't know, just uh classic sort of, made more sense and and it did feel a bit like abstract in moments but then we were like that just feels good that's just like a feeling and then casually say it love I mean for Empress of she was writing it more from the perspective of a love story I was I'm always just on like vibe because being a producer I'm all about like this the sonics and just how that relates to a feeling and so I was like grabbing hold of certain things she said because of that because I was like that just makes me feel so good hearing that like and powerful as well like just those words washing over you and then to I'm a wild girl in the wild and the fire is like yeah fuck yeah (laughs) what a beautiful collaboration and you're so right because you can get that love song but at the same time be also empowering because I think 
historically, and I'm saying pop musically historically, yeah. like going back 80s, 90s, that far, um, those love songs, particularly when sung by a female, were always almost a little bit worshipy. Yeah, In yeah. a way. And so although they were beautiful and we would listen to them, we'd like, oh, I felt like that. You always come away from it going, and I'm still here, the one wanting you and you don't want me. And, you're so true. You know, yeah, whereas definitely. this song, you're like, yeah, but there's this need. But at the same time, there's this, she's on top of the pile yeah, while she has this exactly. need. Yeah, yeah. So what a beautiful, a beautiful collaboration. Like, it's perfect. You yeah. and Impressov clearly have just, like, hit yeah. the mark. And I also loved how you said you'll write these songs, you know, songwriting is so and you're always always going for the melody or people go for the melody first and then the lyrics come in yeah and they don't make sense but yeah. eventually they do and I think that's lovely hearing that from you as a creator because as you know when you're just when you're just when you're the listener and we fall in love with a song we make it our own we exactly. so make it our own yeah. and sometimes we'll read something into the song that the artist hadn't even thought of but it becomes very personal. And I know I was reading that that's something very important to you, hoping that your listeners find something yeah, really very much theirs. Absolutely, because I think sometimes I'm part of a song, uh, like the songwriting process with other collaborators, and and someone will ask me, like, what's what's that song about? And I'll be like, oh, I'll have this idea about what the song is about, and then, or I'm talking to the songwriter, and they're like, did you forget? Like, you, you know, like it came from this other whole idea that you completely forgot about. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but I think that's what I love about music is like we all have these different stories that we can attach to a song or some it like speaks to people in a different way. And and so, yeah. And I think that even the songwriting process is reflective of that because you can have a bunch of different people in the room writing a song. And, and usually, even if you're writing a love song, everyone's writing it from a pers- from their each individual perspective. Like, I've written heartbreak songs with people and we're both writing the song, but we're both talking about our individual experience with heartbreak. So, you know, and for that person, they're like, well, I wrote that song about <laughs> my ex. And you're like, oh, I also wrote that song about my ex. <laughs> Was it the same ex? Yeah, exactly. Who sounds like yeah. the same guy. <laughs> That's brilliant. Now, you have worked with some of the biggest artists, Mabel, Georgia Smith, Banks, Broods. Love the Broods track. Iconic Pop. You must have the pinch me moments every day you turn up for work. I mean, what is that like? Or are you just now like, yeah, whatever. Water oh, definitely. Back. But it's so interesting, like how music works when once you've been in it for a number of years and you know when I worked with Mabel she wasn't a huge pop artist at the time she was definitely big but now she's like really blown up and even Georgia like Georgia was definitely um doing really well but like I worked with her just before she uh did her album and and luckily got a song on the album and but like that it I don't know it's it is like I think after a while, it does start to just feel like, oh, these are my workmates. You know, like it it does. But I definitely always have the pinch me moments. I think often I get it with songwriters that have had long careers and worked with so many big, iconic artists. And those, I think those are my pinch myself moments. Like just because it's, to me, so interesting, all the stories. That's why I love podcasts. Like I listen to And The Writer Is a lot and – before I moved to LA, I was listening to those podcasts a lot because it's stories 
Like it's it's yes, yeah, the stories behind the songs and like the careers that are long are the ones that are really interesting to me. It's it's like because careers in music are so full of ups and downs and um yeah, interesting stories, I guess. And that's also your producing side coming yeah, out. Definitely. <laughs> now, speaking of all these heroes, despite the fact, you know, oh yeah, she's not she's not songwriting so much, but you did remix Run the World Girls for Beyonce. It's pretty impressive. How did that come about? That was so cool. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that is a while ago now, um, many years ago. But it was, I think I just got really lucky with like the music I was doing at the time. I was releasing a lot of music on Diplo's label, Mad Decent. And I think I just got lucky where there was like someone like, maybe not an intern, but like a junior A&R at the label that was like, put my name for that was a fan of what I was doing. And they were just like, uh, reached out because of that, like gave me a shot, but it was on spec. Like I had to just do it. And then if I got it, then I'd get paid. But it was like, uh, you know, I was like, I'm going to work on this for a week because it's Beyonce and I want to have a Beyonce <laughs> remix to my name. But yeah, that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> that is very cool. Now, speaking of your producing, I mean, when most people think of a sound engineer, the person that springs to mind is a man, you know, the sound guy. Yeah. Um, and it's a widely repeated statistic that less than 5% of audio engineers are women. So, you know, congratulations on being such a trailblazer. Um I think it actually seems incredible that in 2020 we're still in a position where women are underrepresented in the creative process of producing music and in so many other aspects of the industry. How did you personally start producing? I was messing around with programs when I was in high school, um, but I, re I got heavily into dance music. I was into like raves and and buying records and like I was just obsessed with music generally, but electronic music specifically. So I think, you know, you having a few examples of people that were doing it was like, oh, sick. Like I want to, I want to do that. But I also like a challenge. Like I remember thinking how cool it would be if I was doing that and there weren't many girls doing that. I was, that's just my personality. It's like, I haven't seen, it's like, I like to do things where I'm like, I haven't seen someone do that yet. So I mean, obviously not the reason why it, why it became such a, you know, big part of my life wasn't to, you know, run the flag or whatever, <laughs> but it was, um, but yeah, I think dance music, I was just so into that and, and just on, and I get, I get into, I'm, I'm someone that enjoys like tinkering around with programs and trying stuff. Like I'm not a classically trained musician. I'm actually an awful musician. I'm a terrible keys player, awful at guitar. Like I'm. I can't sing, but I'm someone that likes to find little hacks on everything. So, you know, <laughs> um, and that's why I love working with amazing musicians too. The more I do like producing for other people, the more I get to work with amazing musicians. So I'm like, oh, now my skill set can be utilized, which is not playing. <laughs> That's brilliant. And I like the honesty there. I'm a terrible musician. I'm terrible. I, I also, that comes from trying to learn everything and then not sticking at anything. Does it, you're impatient. Yeah. yeah that's like, I just want to do it all. Do you enjoy being 100% engaged in the production of your music? Is there a downside to having that much control? I think I have in my past always, you know, wanted to, actually maybe this also comes from, 
being a woman in such a male-dominated industry is you kind of want to prove yourself, so you want to do it all yourself. But um, I realise that like just how great collaboration is and, you know, working with people that tick. You've got every box ticked. You're working with people that are good at specific things. And, um, I mean, I produced Wild Girl from start to finish, but I I think I want – I see my project as like a collaboration kind of – I mean, it is collaborative, my project. So, because it's always features, I'm not singing on my own tracks. Um, and I do want to work more with other producers and, yeah, and for my own stuff too. But I think that it's it's sort of like um, very personal too. Like some producers I'm so excited to work with and then we get in a room and we're like, oh, we kind of – either we do the same thing so it doesn't really make sense to be making a song together because you – I don't know, you you just sort of are not uh, fulfilling the other side of it. You know, like it's, it's too samey. Yeah, exactly. And then other times I'll get in and it'll be a surprise. It's like, oh, I've never heard that much about this person, but I know they're doing great stuff. And then you get in and you're like, oh my God, we work so well together. Quick, let's clear our calendar and, you know, like do every session together. Like yeah. you, every now and then you find someone. And, and I love working with people that I can learn from too. That's the other great thing about working with other producers is you've found different ways of doing things and you can kind of like pick up things. And obviously you get in a room and you're both massive nerds or geeks or whatever. So you're like, oh, have you heard of this? Have you heard of this? Or, you know, like it's, it's just like... You have a tech battle. Yeah, completely. You just get a bunch of knowledge and programs that you've not heard of before or plugins or whatever. And that's kind of great as well. <laughs> and here is Wild Girl by Keto and Empress Of. I'm a wild girl. ask you your creative process <laughs> I know you're right for other people and you're producing everything but what what does it look like it probably looks like um like the classic creative arc of like full steam ahead at the beginning and throwing down a million ideas and oh my god this is the best thing ever to like the next day going is this the best thing ever <laughs> I don't know um is that's not really what you're asking me is it I suppose. Do you mean in just like uh, with writing a song? Yeah, with writing a song, with bringing your music together. What are the sounds that inspire you? Um, I like starting. I like starting with like a very minimal, like before. I like the song forming as I'm adding stuff. Like I don't like to produce a track and then have someone write a song over it mostly because I feel like you you need to figure out what the production's going to be once you know what the song is so I like starting with just chords or like with a simple beat and writing with people that like writing over something as stripped back as that and then kind of figuring out what should go around it that's my favorite way to write so you're just talking about you know then you're just focused on the songwriting 
and then you can come back and it's not because sometimes I feel like if I work too much on the production as the song is coming together then I come back and I almost have to remix it because like then the song's formed and I'm like "Mm, that's not the like it's kind of rare that you just nail it before all the lyrics are done and stuff like because then yeah you don't really know what it is going to need to be dressed up as like that I that's something probably that I've discovered in the last re- like couple of years living in LA just working with people there and and cuz because it's so the the um skill level's so high there and the standard's so high it's like you do need to be really efficient and quick with stuff um so it is kind of like just refining your process and finding the best way to do things and be free and creative at the same time do you think that expectation, I mean, you you were living and working in London as well yeah. as in Sydney and now you're in LA. And despite the huge dance scene over in the UK, you've still now, oh, LA, like there's something mm. that we do where the world goes, oh God, I'm now in LA. Do you think that could have a tendency to almost smother you a bit as an artist because of the pressure? Or do you work personally work best with that flame under your ass? I think I am I'm really grateful for all the years I spent in London because I think that kind of shaped my palette as a producer. And the UK is so focused on artistry and like really cultivates amazing artists that sort of end up um, setting you know, like a, a a new trend in music or something. And I and I think and America is so good at churning out incredible pop stars. But I do think if I was like to go to LA and try and compete with people that are really good at doing that that like I don't know, just pop, like radio pop, if I was to go there and try and compete, I just don't it's it's almost like finding what what is interesting about what you do and what's what you can offer and I think that's what I've taken from being in London for so long and also just starting out in a different way to a lot of you know I didn't go to Berkeley College of Music and I and and I'm coming at it from a different angle which is why I really enjoy working with people that do do that like more straight down the middle pop or that are just incredible songwriters that spend time in Nashville or because then you're offering something different and and they're excited by what you're showing them because you have different influences and um but I really think the UK is great at that like it can be tough as well as a producer if you're not one of the top few producers that tend to do most of the stuff in the UK and a lot of artists now go to LA to work with songwriters so I don't know. It's funny at the moment. People have all just gravitated towards LA. Yeah. And New York used to be such a hub. And now I feel like people are, I mean, people are loose with throwing around statements like, oh, you can't live in New York if you want to do music. But it is weird, isn't it? How like that tends to happen. It, and it will probably change again at some point. People get sick of it. And people get sick and then the shift happens. Yeah. And you just sort of flock and you kind of have to go where everyone else is I going. Know, it's funny. But you're so right about, you know, people go, oh, London, and they've they've got this much more, it's like try it out. It might be a mess, but try yeah. it out. But you still have one shot. So it's tough. Yeah, yeah. But you can, I feel like you can experiment a little more, whereas yeah. in LA you're like, this is show me your best. It's, yeah, it's much yeah. more delivered yep. presentable and here in Australia we're, you know we're always a little more kicking back with everything <laughs> so nice <laughs> it's so nice it's 2020 you've got some beautiful music out it's a new decade 
what were your favorite things that came out of the last 10 years? Oh my musically. Gosh. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things. Um I also think I went through a ridiculously big journey. Like I mean so many different types of music I became obsessed with and then moved to other types of music and then I probably didn't listen to the radio for a pro- five years of the ten years and then now I'm listening to the radio all the time and, you know, like it's it's there's so much in those ten years. Um, I think the last few years has been really cool just seeing all these like artists pop up from nowhere and something becomes viral and then they have a music career (laughs) like that's been pretty cool to watch I don't know I think so much has been packed into the last two years since I moved to LA as well so even looking at that it's been brilliant I mean we've been stalking you it has it's (laughs) been so good and can I ask you what's up next for keto. Um, so I'm going to continue to release singles with other artists and and also continue to work with artists for their project. Continue to be a producer, I suppose, and DJ more as well. But yeah, I do have a single coming pretty soon and I'm just going to consistently put music out, which feels so good. What a bloody brilliant place to be. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Keto. It has been an absolute pleasure. Wild Girl by Keto and Empress Of is now available on all platforms. Stream it and download it as much as you can. And before we go, do not forget that issue of seven of Women in Pop magazine is out now. Look out for Jessica Malboy on the cover and you can find interviews with Mabel, Bat Flashes, Ricky Lee, Aurora and loads more. On sale now in a store near you or buy online at womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe. Thank you for listening. We have loads of exciting interviews coming you all the way through 2020. Until next time from myself and Keto, goodbye.